Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 30 of Opposites React. Today is Wednesday, August the 19th, and I'm Tyler, of course, here with Sarah. Aloha. I hope everybody's doing great out there, and we are here to bring you our thoughts, uh, what we've been up to this week, and I have an interesting topic today that's actually not movie-related for once. <laughs> so, for if you're a video... Yes, I'm excited to see what it is. If you're more on the video game spectrum of our uh, discussion, then you'll like tonight's topic. If not, then mm. maybe skip ahead and I'll try and throw some movie stuff in at the end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I guess obviously we'll start off with what we've been up to this week. So, we did just watch another Studio Ghibli film yesterday. Sure did. And you were thrilled by it. As I always seem to be. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like the well, name first or I was just going to say like, so this is what the fifth one we watched. I think, I think so. Yes. Okay. Um, and this one was done in 1991. Uh, I think like when we get into the later, when I say later, I mean like once you get, I think to like the two thousands and on, I think, I feel like the Ghibli films get a little bit more whimsical. And like, yeah. I think they like kind of lean into that rather than right now. It's, I don't know. Well, I think it's whimsical for its time currently, I guess. Yeah. But uh, actually, and for before we get into the topic, I'm just going to bring up the film that we watched yesterday because I don't want to get the names wrong of the characters or anything. But uh, so I remember them now. I keep telling them in my head. <laughs> okay. So the film we watched yesterday it's called Only Yesterday. Uh, like I said, it came out in 1991. <clears throat> it's um it's actually one of the higher regarded uh, Ghibli films in terms of critical response. It says here um it was a uh, it was a surprise box office success back in the ninety one. Uh, it <clears throat> attracted a large adult audience and became the highest grossing Japanese film of nineteen ninety one in the whole country. Uh, it also has one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not sure exactly how many reviews. But Why didn't it get brought over sooner then? If it was such highly so highly regarded. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, it was sort of like English. The redub was done in twenty sixteen, I think. Right. Uh, so yeah. So the. The, the film basically... Uh, I really didn't know who the, uh, who the audience was yeah, in the West. Because the, the synopsis here says it's a realistic drama written for adults, particularly women. Yes. Um, like the protagonist is a woman and uh, her family is mostly made up of women. Well, okay. So, she is the youngest of three girls. Right. So it's kind of her reminiscing for the for most of the movie. Yeah, like the film's not chronological. There's a lot of no. flashbacks and... Uh, she, it's kind of her journey like as a fifth grader. Like reminiscing about times where, hey, I'm growing up, I'm becoming a woman, or I'm dealing with my two older sisters, or a mother that seems to always um, be shamed by me, kind of thing. So she had a she had a tough life being a a little girl. <laughs> yeah, her main character's name is Taiko, um, and she, uh, yeah, like it's a the, the movie starts out with her. It takes place the present day is like 1982, so she's like 27 years old at this mm-hmm. time. Uh, lives in Tokyo, works at a company. Um, like I, I guess probably unlike most women back in that uh, era, I guess. era generation, I was gonna say like like for her age, like she was like she was unmarried, um, yes. like working an office job. Most women probably just stayed home or worked other jobs yep. closer to the house. Um, yeah, so she anyway she she takes a trip to uh visit the family of um the elder brother of her brother in law. I was trying to follow the family lineage at the start of the film. <clears throat> Basically, she goes to the countryside to uh, get away from the city life. Yeah, she does that yeah. for fun on her vacations. Right. And so she, uh, so as she's, as she's taking the train there, that's when she begins to sort of reminisce about her days as a schoolgirl, going all the way back to 1966. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, but the movie is, it, it definitely does deal with a lot of mature themes, uh, you know, compared to some of the other Ghibli films we've yeah, watched. Yeah, <laughs> like compared to the other ones, I, yeah. it's definitely adult focused. Like, like I mean, kids to, wouldn't care about a lot of this. I mean, to focus on the positives, the, uh, uh, animation's beautiful, as pretty much all Ghibli films are. Um, 
the, the music I thought was good, although it didn't really stand out to me too much, but it was fitting. Well, it was different. It, it was eclectic. Like yeah. it was, they had Hungarian music and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like it wasn't the whimsical music that you, we've come to pass, except for Nausicaa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go all, all totally in depth on the, like do a spoiler review of the film or anything, but I'll just say it's, it's a two hour film. It didn't really, it didn't drag for me. I thought the pacing was fine. No. Um, and you, your main criticism so far with most of the Ghibli films, I think, is that you don't like the the climax. You don't like the way the plots wrap up. Yeah, like, I'm so used to the normal, I don't know if it's a Western structure, but it's like you curve up to the climax and then something happens and then movie ends. Like, it's solved, movie ends. You feel like these movies kind of like go in a circle? Like, it's just... Yeah, they kind of either it's a flat line yeah. <laughs> or like nothing ever, like there's like maybe bumps in the road, but nothing ever leads to anything it's just like and then i feel all these movies end so abruptly yeah it's just like oh and these are the credits <laughs> it's like i'm i never feel fulfilled by watching these except for nasa okay yeah well like i said i i don't know i, I mean I, I personally i think it'd be a hard film for me to recommend to someone um yeah unless i knew they're like a ghibli fan or if i knew they would i mean yeah you like this? You told me uh, today, though, that this is not like made by Miyazaki. No, it's not. No, it was Miyazaki. This was a different. Uh, this was actually the same director that did. Now we haven't watched the other Ghibli film. If we were doing it chronologically, we did technically skip a Ghibli film, but because that one's not available on Netflix, or I don't think it's on any streaming service right now. But is it in English? Yeah, okay. but it's also one of the most, probably the most depressing anime ever, uh, Grave of the Fireflies. That was done no, by that, the same, same director who did that one, did this one, only yesterday. How so. old is The Grave of the Fireflies? 88. Okay. But yeah, it's but really, it's it's really a hard Ghibli to watch. Is it a Ghibli film or uh, just by this director? Yeah. No, I think it's a Ghibli film. Okay. Yeah. Well, hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've heard it's a hard watch. It deals with very immature, like, not mature, but like, I think it takes place in either during or post-World War and uh, dealing with like, a, I think it's like a brother trying to care, take care of his sister. Mm. Um, but there's a lot hmm. of tragedy in the film I've heard, so... I heard it's not the definitely audio. That's the opposite right. for all the other Ghibli yeah, films. No wonder it's exactly. talked about much. So, uh, yeah, beyond that, um, we haven't really watched anything. Well, I mean, we keep watching Gilmore Girls. We're on what episode five now? I think we'll be on five, season yes. one. Um, I haven't really played anything different. Um, I mean, obviously, I a new Apex season came out. How could you? I know. It's funny actually. I, I've really kind of neglected MLB the last couple mm-hmm. of days and now I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking to myself okay there's like 14 days left in this inning program I'm not even halfway through it yet I gotta <gasps> what are to, you gonna do I gotta have to step it up I gotta get my 300 stars drink coffee yeah. all day every day I, mean, I know that there's another program coming out tomorrow and get some more stars from that why don't you just do remote play at work <laughs> the only way you'll catch up probably <laughs> my goal is to so like I said I'm at like 117 stars right now you need to obviously get to 300 to get yes. the inning boss now I haven't done the showdown yet in this season in this inning i should say because the showdown really annoyed me the first time i tried it oh right um but the showdown's worth 70 points so the way i figured it, as long as i get up to like 230 ish points even with the, even if the program ends uh, and i'm mm. only at 230 i can still go back and do the showdown and yes, get to the 300 it's so it's the other things that you so really i only have to grind for like 100 more stars like it's not gonna be that bad but but yeah i know for sure i definitely i went hard in on apex yesterday because it was it's apex season six now and it is good <laughs> it is very good <laughs> he set an alarm to wake up at I five went, to play it yeah i went to bed the other night so apex season six came out yesterday 
so Tuesday, um, I went to bed. So I went to bed Monday night at like 10.30, which is really early for me. Uh, and I set my alarm to wake up around 5 because I wanted to get up and play for a few hours before, you know, like you and, you and, you and Lucas got <laughs> up and, you know, because we, we had other stuff to do that morning too. Mm-hmm. So I got to play, got to play for a couple hours just to get, you know, used to the map, the new character, uh, new character Rampart. She's pretty cool so far. Although I feel like she is very... Um, OP? No, no. What's the word I'm looking for? Very situational. Okay. Right? Like, she's, um, she's definitely, she's not like a, I don't know, her, her hitbox is normal, I think. Like, she's not like a low profile, like a Wraith or a Lifeline or anything. She's, she's, she's more Bangalore size. Yeah, like Bangalore type size. But, yeah, her, yeah, her ability is she puts up these, like, shield barriers. Like, it's obviously, like, something you can crouch behind, but also, like, it, it brings up, like, um, almost like a holographic screen that you can sit behind to shoot through. Like, enemies can't shoot you from the other side. They can destroy it, but they can't actually shoot through it to get mm. you, but you can shoot through it and it amplifies your damage. So that's pretty cool, and I've seen it used already in a couple of really devastating circumstances. If people can, if people are like set up in the final circle and they know how to set this stuff up, because you can set up five of these barriers at once, and that's then crazy. her ult is a mini gun that does an insane amount of damage and actually fires for quite a long time before it runs out. So yeah, I've already seen some people using her very well. Um, but then there's also obviously a lot of people are just experimenting with her since it's a new legend, and a lot of times. You know, as as is standard when any new legend comes out now, if you choose her on the first day, someone else is probably gonna get annoyed and leave because <laughs> they want to be her. So yeah. and imagine you're gonna be playing a lot of lopsided matches probably unless you're playing with friends. So, but no, the the map changes are awesome. They made a lot of changes to World's Edge. Um, you know, did make some gun changes. There's obviously some. Uh, there's a lot of actually a lot of patch notes on this one. A lot and of crafting. a lot of legends got uh, buffed or. Mm. Or slightly nerfed. Everybody go use Bloodline. Bloodhound. Bloodhound, yeah. Um yeah, you're right. There's a new crafting system, which is still uh like I said, it's 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 basic right now, but I feel like they're laying the groundwork to it's, yeah, really it's not too intrusive. Right. No, it's definitely something you can ignore. You yeah. don't have to engage with it at all. But it's kinda of cool if you want to. Like today, for example, I got on uh earlier and because uh, every day um it'll cycle through something new every day will be you can only craft it like it won't be available on the ground there's no right. it doesn't spawn anywhere the only way to get it is in the craft you have to craft it um and basically so yesterday it was like a shotgun it was a shotgun with the attachments all the stuff you would need for it. basically you need to have like 100 crafting materials if you want to craft the ultimate weapon um so today's today's gun is actually really useful i ignore yesterday so i don't use the shotgun that much but today's useful because it's the prowler so the prowler with a select fire and the um I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, extended mag, I think. Probably mm-hmm. extended mag and a uh, and a select fire. So if you have the hundred crafting materials, you can craft all those things at the one. And how long would it take to get a hundred crafting materials? Um, it depends because there's like these little um, crates, I guess you'd call them, all around the map that you can just randomly go up and loot, and uh, you get 25 materials out, out of each of those. Right. Um, but they're random every time the map loads. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're random. And but every time you open a loot bin. Like any kind of loot right. bin that you get like five. Oh, automatically? Like you, you don't have to click on it as an item? No, it's something you pick up. It's just okay. like you open a loot bin. Like you would normally loot. You open a loot bin, it'll say you collected five materials. Oh, okay. So if you just run around opening a bunch of bins and a couple of these things, you could easily you get to 100. You end up with 100 yeah. anyways. Like you don't get any, you can't like loot crash materials out of someone's box. If someone dies, right. oh, you don't okay. get their materials. You know what I mean? I never thought of that, so, but yeah. Yeah, that would be a little... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the thing though. It's a big risk when you're using these because it takes probably. I mean, it's once you learn the nuances of using the crafting system, you can probably get in and out in like ten seconds. But when Mm. you're in there the first time, like it it literally, you're standing there stationary. You're going into a screen, and then you're from like a radial wheel. You're you're choosing what you want to craft, and after you choose, it still takes about seven eight seconds for to physically craft. So you're just standing there waiting. 
for this thing to craft. Have you're, you found these places, though, in open areas? Yeah, they're always out in the okay. open. Yeah, they're not going to be, like, in a building or anything. And they're also like, not stationary on the map? They also change? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as far as I, as far as I can tell so far, I don't think they're stationary. Um, but, yeah, no, it's even interesting, like, because now, well, the, actually, one of the bigger changes this season, for sure, is now they've got, everything is Evo armor. There's no right. regular armor anymore, right. except for gold, because gold was never an Evo thing. So well, yeah, it's special. Yeah. Like, I don't know if... I don't know if gold armor actually spawns on the ground, or if you can only find it in, in, in loot crates oh, no. in the, uh, or the, the vault. The, yeah, probably the vault. You're right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, like for example, you when you drop in, you basically have like uh, a plain Evo. So you basically have like, well, no. Okay, so how should I explain this? When you drop in, you drop in with no armor. You just have your basic health, right? But if you do 50 damage, you level up to like a white Evo right off the bat, right? Or you can pick up an Evo off the ground, and that one starts, I think, with well, I mean, it starts with your 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 one shield bar, then you need to get like 125 damage to level up to blue, right? And so on. So yeah, the the evil armor is definitely a big change. Um, like it's crazy too, because like by the end game, um, unless people have literally been hiding the whole game, like every team in the end game is gonna have like all red armor pretty much. So yeah, <laughs> like it's pretty intense. And then you got like ramparts setting up with how much, things. <laughs> how much damage does a red evil take? Uh, so they actually reduced each. They reduced every shield in the game by um 25 health. Okay. So whereas before, I think a red was, like if a gold was like 200, I think a red was like 250, okay. I want to say. So red's still better than gold. But yes. gold, Although gold still has the benefit of like the faster healing, faster healing with the shield cells. Yeah. So it's a kind of a trade-off. But yeah, like I said, it's uh, I put a, for quite a bit of time into the game yesterday. Didn't get a win, unfortunately. Yeah, you I mean, lots of seconds. A lot of seconds. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I think out of, I think I played like 37 games yesterday. And I had like fifteen top fives, so Jeez like Louise. the ratio. I was always in the final like. Is that like across duos and trios and, and, and ranked? ranked? Yeah, everything. I was playing a little bit of everything yesterday. I think I played like eleven ranked games. Didn't have much success there because most people. Oh my gosh, the well, it's sort of a season. You I get know, everybody I know, that, but got still, it's down. like everybody just wants to loot for like twenty minutes. And it's like people, mm. you gotta move. Like, you got white Evo. You gotta move on and kill someone. <laughs> you can't just loot forever. Well, not everybody reads the patch notes though either. No, I know. I get it. It's obviously better playing with someone you know or even a full team like yeah. if you know when, you're, when you know you're going up against a fully uh, <laughs> I'm not even fully kid, I was going to say like uh, a, a full trio that's communicating properly yeah. it's just it's a nightmare like I, I always tell unless I'm playing as Bloodhound I always tell my, one of my other friends to play as Bloodhound because his the scanning is so valuable oh like, yeah like, considering how much they buffed it yeah like especially now with Rampart and like if you have like a Rampart Caustic Watson team camped up in a building don't even bother like well, what are you going to do I mean Chuck grenades. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like if Rampart's time higher thing, you got to flush her out with. I have found it useful actually if you have caustic gas, not not his barrels. I mean the actual his ult. Throw the ult up behind where Rampart's camped up. You got, she'll have to leave. You, you need a do... crypto, don't you? A crypto too. Yeah, his EMP will be very valuable this season. Definitely. I had a question the other day. Yeah. If you have a crypto and he does his like EMP thing, does it get rid of like the caustic barrels or Everything. Does it just, Everything. like it actually disappears? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought it just made them disabled usage for a certain time. No, they're gone. Time. Everything's gone. Oh, wow. What a wonderful thing. Everybody should have crypto on their team. <laughs> yeah. Crypto, Bloodhound. Crypto, Bloodhound. Yeah. Crypto, Bloodhound, Lifeline. Life just because of the, heal, oh, the yeah, resing. Yeah. The resing is very valuable. Oh, yeah. Cause then, well, yeah. Yeah. And then. Because you can still fight while you're resing. Yeah. Crypto can take you off. Like, if you, have, if you have. The, the best scenario is if you have a Lifeline. Lifeline's always been. Uh, well, that's not true. Actually, one of the couple seasons ago, they changed her because uh, it used to be a lifeline used to res you faster than other people, right? Okay. 
So um, the thought was that you would give Lifeline the gold backpack. Yeah. Because the gold backpack has the ability to basically heal your teammate back with half their health back. Right. right? So if you use, if you give it to Lifeline, then she reses you back faster and you get healthier, half your health back. Right. So, um, but then I think, uh, I can't remember if it was like two seasons ago, they took away that. They Now she reses like the same speed as everybody else. They took that away. Um, but now... Uh, but now with her drone being able to res you on her on, on its own, and she can still fight in the meantime. It was last season. It was last season they did that, yeah. yeah. But now, so now again, I'm always like, if I'm playing as Lifeline, or if I know someone else playing as Lifeline, I always give them the gold backpack because I'm like, now if your drone is going to heal me, heal me back to half health, and you're still fighting, that's incredibly powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I get up, I pop a shield battery, and I'm right back in the fight in like three right. seconds, right? So, but yeah. Um, Anyways. Apex is awesome for you. Apex is awesome. I love it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I want to dwell on this too long. Uh, I do have another topic tonight. Like I said, it's not movie related. So, and it's one we can both participate in. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. It's one of these. It's it's building. It's going to be um, not building off. What's the word we're looking for? It's going to be. Uh, it's going to involve us reminiscing about our nostalgia, our childhood of video games. Okay. So let's put it this way. I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to... I was going to have a list. I was going to name, like, every video game system, like, handheld or otherwise, that's come out basically since... I mean, I was going to start at NES. I'm not going to go with, like, Atari or... What was before Atari? There was that other... Like, it was before we were even born. Commodore 64 and stuff like that. I played like that. that at my music like, um, lessons. Right. Before my music but I figured we'll just start at NES. That's where most of us <laughs> yeah. would have started, uh, based on when we were born. So, so let's just say... I mean, most of these answers are pretty standard, too, I think, given the era. But So I was going to say for... For each system, name one or two games, because I mean, obviously, some of the newer systems are so many good games. Name one or two games in each system that when I when I tell you the name of a system, it's the first thing that pops in your head. Like, oh yeah, that like I, first like, thing, or like that I played. Like I associate that game with that system based on my memories of it. Okay. So I mean, obviously, when it comes to NES, everybody's gonna say Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I mean, I well, I would say number three specifically. Okay. Like but you I probably have would have started with one. No, you? I never did. You didn't start I started with, with one? three. <laughs> really? I didn't have an NES. My Opa had one. All right. So I went to his house and I played NES. Okay, there. so that's fair. So you associate with three. I associate with one. Um, uh, like I said, I'm not I'm not really doing this chronologically here, so don't hold me to this. If I get any of these dates or anything wrong, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead to the next one, which I think would be Game Boy. Before Why Super, before Game Super Boy? Nintendo, I right? guess it would have been Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I mean you associate Game Boy with Pokemon, right? I would think or um, Tetris. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Mario. Maybe was that Game Boy? I don't know. If that, that was, that was a Game, Game Boy. Boy? No. I mean, I wouldn't personally associate it with Dr. Mario, but I think I'm thinking that's one that... That would have been another one for NES for me. Strangely enough for me, I think... When I think Game Boy, I don't know why, but I think, like, Wario Land. <laughs> oh, I, I like didn't Wario get into Land. those until yeah. later on. Um, okay, name a couple from Super Nintendo. That Okay, uh, Kirby Superstar. Okay. Uh, what else did I play? I played a lot of Mario Kart on there. Not Donkey Kong Country? Uh, yeah, Donkey Kong Country 2 for sure. Mm. I, for me, I definitely got to say Super Mario World. I mean, that's... And I didn't play that when I was a kid. Really? See, I definitely played the heck out of that. I had that collection that came with Super Mario World and uh, the Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3. Strangely enough, I mean, I like your I like your examples. I wasn't really a huge Kirby Superstar guy. I definitely oh, like I definitely liked Donkey Kong Country. Like the whole... Like, well, 1 and 2 mostly. I didn't play 3 too much, I don't think. But... Because uh, the 3 came out later in the cycle anyway, right? Of Super Nintendo. You're pretty much on N64 yeah. by then, yeah. weren't you? So, uh, but uh, for me, I'd say another Super Nintendo one that I think really stood out to me would be uh, Killer Instinct. Oh yes, because I was never I was never a huge Mortal Kombat Street Fighter kind of guy. I could play them, but I wasn't. But yeah, for some reason, Killer Instinct really got its we hooks didn't into play me. Fighting games, yeah. Like Kirby Superstar means a lot to me because uh, I would play it, and I would bring my sister along with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was always a second player. And, and all those games that you would have two players, like the treasure hunting one, and she would be like my shield. <laughs> so 
<laughs> but we would wake up early in the morning to play it together. Um, oh, Lion King and Aladdin were great on those yeah. too. Hard. Hard yeah. as. Oh, okay. So also, if we're, gonna, if we're gonna talk about license stuff, I can say I remember going to like Blockbuster that's Entertainment and renting all the time. I would rent those uh, Star Wars games on Super Nintendo. I, I think it was called did. Super Star Wars. They're so hard. Oh no! Oh, I only I, I only ever beat them. Yeah. Or oh, another good Super Nintendo one actually. And I know I said one or two games, but now all the nostalgia come back. Uh, another good Super Nintendo game that I never beat, and because it was hard as nails, would be Battletoads. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, no. Yeah. We play such different games. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have any nostalgia for Genesis? Sega I Genesis? never owned one. My cousin did. I mean, then obviously it's gonna be Sonic, right? Yeah. I mean, every, right. Everybody that's the only Sega thing I played Sonic. at yeah. their house was the Sonic. For some reason, the only other like Sega Genesis type game i could think of is like vector man you remember vector man no that was was, was it cool enough to be a Sega kid was earthworm jim on super nintendo and genesis i feel it was or i feel it was one of those other. things where yeah. super nintendo had to be different okay what about um n64 then for you there's nintendo. so many i know like there's probably or queen of time is the, yeah. you didn't, oh but you didn't play that i was never N64. huge in zelda uh, for me it's definitely super mario 64 not me i hate super mario 64 Mario Kart uh, 64 a lot. No, I hate that yeah. game too. It was Super Smash Brothers Brawl. See, again, I was never a Smash Brothers guy growing up. I don't know why. Um, didn't really get into it till like GameCube games, like the or game, I should say. It's just wrong. Bra- Melee, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, um, oh my gosh, I just had another one in my head. Oh, Goldeneye. How could I forget Goldeneye? Obviously, no, I, never, I didn't play yeah. Goldeneye. Oh, Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> no. Yeah. For you, yeah, not for me. I was so sad that the. Oh. Crystal, I'm pretty sure Crystal. Oh no, it's a Kirby 64 or Crystal Shards. Kirby 64, right? The Kirby game on 64 yeah. was not good. See, it's funny that you say um, Donkey Kong 64 because I would have said um, Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I didn't play Banjo Kazooie until they came out on the Xbox Live. And we can all agree on one thing: Rare was killer on N64. Yeah, Rare had so many good games. But yeah. their games were also so broken. I love seeing <laughs> yeah. them on on like GDQ games on yeah. quick. Because man, like watching somebody play Donkey Kong Country, uh, Donkey Kong sixty four, and that game has no walls. Like you just walk through walls. <laughs> it, like the coding was just so. Oh man, the sixty four broken, broken um, system. Did you ever have? Did you ever Sega Dreamcast? Mm, I right. went to my friend's house, and the only thing we played was DOA. Interesting. See, for me again, it's like it's Sonic Adventure, or it's. Uh... Kasumi is my homegirl. Oh, that's another good Dreamcast one that I would have associated with. Oh, I, I remember playing like a lot of the. I really got into sports games on Dreamcast. Like that was back when 2K was great. Like oh, NFL, for sure. NFL 2K, NBA yep. 2K. Those were all great games on Dreamcast. Um, I just remember like the VMU being such a cool thing. The virtual memory unit. Yes. Like the, yeah. Um, oh, Shenmue, obviously Dreamcast. Um, like Shenmue, yeah. like that's what I associated with. Uh, I associate with Giant Bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, PS2. Was PS2 before Xbox? Yeah. PS2 was like 2000 or 2001, wasn't okay. it? Yeah. PS2, man. Even you didn't do PS1. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, for me, the PS1, Crash Bandicoot, or... See, I know you're going to say RPGs. I wasn't an RPG guy. Well, so my first like... one is not an RPG, though. Crash Bandicoot and what else would I associate PS1 with? Oh, Twisted Metal, for sure. Man, yeah. so different. <laughs> exactly. That's like, what's cool. Okay. I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Mm-hmm. And I went to my friend's uncle's house for like a barbecue and he had a PlayStation 1 with Legend of Dragoon. Okay. And I watched him play it and I fell in love. <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And a couple of days later, 
my friend told me that his uncle beat the final boss and he hated the game so much after that that he was selling his playstation one (laughs) so i said i will ask my mom if i can buy his playstation (laughs) one and his legend of group copy and man that started my rpg love because that was like transform it's like power rangers and transform like it was awesome but soon after that my dad found uh that he loved Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he often used my PS One to play the Yu-Gi-Oh Forbidden Memories, I think it's called, and he was good. <laughs> so don't play my dad at Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess sorry. I know I did skip. I skipped over PS One. Uh, how about PS Two then? Uh, PS Two. Uh, me and my dad split one. Him, he wanted it for the new Yu-Gi-Oh game, mm-hmm. and I wanted it for Final Fantasy Ten. So that's pretty much what I played on there most, like the Final Fantasy games. I mean, there's so many games I can think on PS2. Mine are going to be, one's, one should be kind of obvious, I think, for most people that played on a PS2, but another my other one, not so much, but I'll explain why. So the first one I would say is GTA 3. Okay, GTA yeah, that's 3 where was, like GTA blew yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, that was my first kind of like experience with like an open world game, and especially something I probably shouldn't have been playing given my age, mm. but you know, I was mature enough to handle it my parents didn't care either way <laughs> but but also the other thing i would definitely associate with ps2 and this is probably later on in the ps2 cycle uh, like a few years into the game cycle but um uh socom or socom 2 right only, only because that was my introduction into online like fps gaming right right i was never i was never, I was, I was never a halo i was never a halo guy so i didn't play like xbox everybody got into halo usually on xbox but i was i was socom was my introduction and then from socom going on to going into call of duty in the next generation mm-hmm. right so i think the ps2 is so um integral to my gaming just because yeah. of rpgs but also that's where guitar hero started yeah i think the ps2 library in general is the most diverse for There's sure so many like thousands of games on ps2 that you know that's when before like licensed stuff came out yeah. all the time too for that one and like did play dvds that was the one that played the dvds so you bought it as a dvd yeah, player exactly. um and i assume you never had original xbox no and at the time i never did i was always i went straight from like ps2 to 360 or ps3 or 360 came out before ps3 yeah because yeah, i um, i would just go to my friends and play halo and splinter cell yeah with the xbox on set that's all i had <laughs> i was like this is all that's good um, oh crap i forgot friggin mario party for 64 of course oh yeah that's a big one Jeez, yeah. louise mario party 2 <laughs> is like best mario party uh here's a good one for you um nintendo ds ds yeah. man i bought i didn't buy it at launch i worked the launch day i remember mm. that um ds okay give me a hot oh picross picross is a good place to start that's also another sarah Mar- life mario game kart? We, me and my family, we eventually yeah. all bought a DS to play Mario Kart together. Animal Crossing Wild World was garbage there. You skipped GameCube, by the way. Oh, um, DS came out after no, GameCube? No, yeah, because Wild World's on DS. Okay, we'll go back to GameCube then. Um, but, so that was hot garbage on yeah. there. I, for Just for your record, I don't have much to say on DS because I didn't have one at the time. Uh, I bought I bought the lightning blue one because mm-hmm. I want to play Trauma Center. I think Trauma Center was what sold me on the DS originally. I probably bought, I probably bought a DS for Pokemon if I can think. Oh, that too, yeah. But Diamond and Pearl were garbage too. Mm-hmm. I broke my blue one. Like the hinges were terrible. <laughs> and I broke it and I sold it to my friend with one broken hinge because <laughs> I'm an awful person and I bought a light instead. What do you think? Probably probably at the time, no other accessory that Nintendo sold more of for DS than more styluses. Everybody probably oh, lost their yeah. styluses. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> When they were stopped selling those styluses, I bought a whole bunch like when they were on clearance. So I still have a couple like knockoff ones sitting around because... I lose those things very easily. 
You know what? Actually, I'm looking at the time right now. We're actually we're talking about this a lot more than I thought we would, which is good, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, uh, we're not going to get as far as I wanted to. So what we'll do is we'll talk about GameCube. We'll cap it off there, okay? And we'll talk about like the PS3 360 Gen next time. Okay. We can, we, can, we can obviously go pretty hard into Ga- the. Well, you probably didn't even GameCube anyways. Uh, you? I had a yeah, I had a game. Well, okay, so funny enough, the one thing I would associate GameCube with. Probably the reason I bought a GameCube actually was for, and, and I was very disappointed by it initially, was uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Oh. Because I was a huge Super Mario 64 man, guy. So Super Mario Sunshine looked so cool, right? Man, I just didn't, I did not, initially I did not like the mechanics. I didn't like the whole flood thing. I didn't like the way the game was just structured. I eventually came around on Sunshine, but initially I was just like, wow, what a disappointment. Me and my me. sister. <laughs> oh my gosh we got stuck in one level of the game for months and months and months and we kept reloading our file being like today we're gonna beat this and we never did and we watched it on gdq years later to see how to do that part we're like we are so stupid you had to jump on a toilet to get to the second level of the hotel i think was the stupid thing and we're just right. like where is our save file <laughs> somebody find the memory card with the save file so i'm sure for you it would probably be any number of, I mean, Animal Crossing, Super Smash. Harvest Moon. That's where I played my first Luigi's Harvest Moon. Man- Luigi's Mansion? Luigi's yeah. Mansion was yeah. awesome, too. And the Mario Party's on there. We yeah. played the crap out of. But Animal Crossing's probably the biggest thing that came out of that generation. Like, it's still my favorite Animal Crossing. Sorry, I don't know why I just thought this now. But going back to, I want to throw another vote in for my Dreamcast um, yeah. list. Uh, Power Stone. Oh, yeah. Remember, Power Stone was an amazing fighting game. I would love for them to, it was, that was Capcom, I think. I want them to... Like remaster or re-release those, they would still be playable today. Well, they're like, on PSP. Yeah, but were you one of those kids that went to blockbuster fighting tournaments? No, I wasn't very good at fighting games. <laughs> but no. you played a lot. Of them. I yeah, I went to block. I did go to a couple of blockbuster tournaments, but it was for stuff like Mario Kart or mm. like um, other? I think there was like a Donkey Kong Country competition they had really? one time, where it's just like see, like they gave you, you they, they gave you like a time limit, how far can you get in this time limit kind of thing, and what level can you get to? So. But yeah, I was never good, really good at the fighting games. I'm going to go to bed tonight haunted that I didn't mention something. I know it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and Super Smash Bros. Melee, of course, because... Um, I mean, I guess... I, I know I kind of skipped over it because I, I didn't know if there'd be any games that would specifically stand out to you, but Game Boy Advance, does anything stand out to you? There's a lot of RPGs Advance. on the system, Yeah, right? like, but there, there was a bunch. Or Pokemon games. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they weren't my favorite Pokemon games either. Yeah. Like... The advance was good, but I can't. Nothing like super sticks out to me. That was something I needed it for. Like I bought it later on in its life because yeah. I just I had other things to play. It was great as a GameCube adapter, though. <laughs> and I have that. Yeah, I have the GameCube adapter for the Game Boy Player, so I guess, it makes I guess easy. We can. I was gonna leave it off a of GameCube, but I guess we'll just to kind of like wrap up this part of the generation. I guess maybe I'll just cap off by saying PSP. 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 All my Japanese Sakini Miku games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they? What do you have on there? You had like Star Ocean. You had like. Uh, you have those Trials. Uh, tri- oh, my gosh. Trials in the Sky. Yeah, Trials in the Sky. Um, oh, my gosh. Trials in the Sky. Oh, I remember. So I did, the one thing I did like on PSP was I thought Crisis Core was really good. Yes. Yeah. And people are sad that that's not available anywhere else. Right. Because of the two UMDs. I think. Or is it. It's just didn't, Square Enix. Didn't you play Prinny? Was Prinny on PSP? Prinny's hard. <laughs> it's being remastered for Switch oh, now. Patapon. Patapon is amazing. Right. Um, oh my gosh, I had something else pop into my head. Hmm. Either way, the PSP, those games need to come to other, <laughs> to other consoles. I always thought it was weird that they had. I mean, I get why they did it, but I always thought it was weird seeing the movies on PSP, like the little UMD I, discs. Okay, I bought my PSP to pay play Luminous, yeah. and after I beat Luminous, there was really nothing else left, so I sold it to somebody in my class, and all I used it for was the Watch movies. movies. Yeah, I was like, oh, 
this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? And then it turns out that, like, five minutes later, I had five dead pixels. So, yeah, yeah the original PSP one was not the best, but it was a beloved system. I, I Once you get the Slim and you have all the RPGs on it after that, it's like, now this is a great system. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're sort of at our time quota for the podcast mm-hmm. here today, so I think we'll probably just leave it off there. Like I said, we will definitely get into the next sort of generation of systems I wish next I was time more we talk. prepared for this one. I'm, I'm literally well, going to stare at the ceiling like said, tonight. Yeah, you're going to think of what games you missed, oh, and you're going to come back man. next week, and we'll do a rev- revised list. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, we are going to get off for tonight. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, stay safe out there, and we will be back next week. Have a good one. Please. Bye.